And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to the Very Serious Writing Show, the show which you are listening right now with your ears. I am your host, Daniel Thompson, and today we have in Anna Bree, long-time listener, long-time, I mean long-time listener of the Very Serious Writing Show, to talk to us about beta reading. You ever heard of beta reading? I've talked to a couple different authors about this subject before, but I've never heard it from the beta reader perspective. It's about testing books before they go into publication. Beta, beta readers are, I've heard several times now, are a big part of the process, but I've never heard about it from the side of the beta reader. So, Anna's going to talk to us about that today, and it's going to be pretty crack-a-lackin'. We're also going to talk about street teams, which is another part of reader interaction with authors with the publication process. It's cool stuff, and I'm excited to do that today. So, I'm glad you all are here. Welcome. I'm also listening to Coldplay Up and Up on repeat, so you all should go do that too. Highly recommend it. Anyway, here we go. Very serious writing show. Bump shakalaka. You're here because we want the best, and you're it. Nope. Couldn't keep a straight face. I am no man. Hi, Anna. How are you today? Good. Yeah? How are you? I'm doing pretty all right. How's the weather? Sunny, still, but cold. Very nice. Where are you calling from? I like, I'm not sure if I ever established that. Where are you out of? Near Canberra, Australia. Australia? Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I've never had anyone on the show who called from Australia. Well, now you do. Yeah. And I was wondering where you're from with, with the hour delay. So it's, it's 8 o'clock at night here. Where, what, what time of the day is it there? 11, Monday morning. Very nice. Well, happy Monday to you. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been... I, I'm glad to have you on. I probably should have gotten you on way before now because you've been listening forever. Yep. Is you you I appreciate the longtime support. It is, <laughs> it is good to have you on. But anyway, so you contacted me just a couple days ago to to talk about beta reading on the show. Yeah. And I've, I've I've as I've said before, I've talked to like authors about it, but like I didn't know I don't know how one becomes a beta reader. How do you end up doing beta reading? Well, often when people are looking for beta readers, they will put a sign up on their blog, and I'll. I think, now I'm trying to think, the first, I'm not sure which thing came first. One was a sign up on a blog for Kendra E. Ardneck. She, author, had never 
read anything of hers, talked to her, and I saw this sign up and thought, I might like to beta read her book. And now she's one of my favorite authors. <laughs> hey, that's cool. So it was just it yeah. was just up on up on the blog. Yep. Okay. So do you do this for lots of different authors or Um I've done it for a couple. I've done it for um Hope Hope Smith, Hope Ann, you know. Yeah. She listens to the show too. I did it for her. I got to know her separately, so I didn't sign up. I just got to know her, and she asked me, or I asked her, or one of those. <laughs> and a few other authors who've had a sign up on their blog have done that. Okay, yeah. And the blog, I mean, that makes sense that people would use their blog as an outlet to, to get in touch with readers. Well, what are the manuscripts like when you get them? Are they, are they still pretty rough, or where are they at? Mm, most, some are rougher than others. They're mostly... The person, the author's usually gone and done a basic round of editing. It's generally the best, you, best to send it out when you've got your story pretty much. You're, you're reasonably happy with it. Yeah. So you don't waste their time completely rewriting the book. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not that if someone decides they need, completely need to write the book, I'm upset with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. Well, have you done any of that for, for your writing? Not yet. I've finished a first draft and need to rewrite, and then I'll be looking for beta readers or or alpha readers. Alpha readers. Who are you? Who? who where, where, what is the alpha reader? Um, most people don't actually have alpha readers, but they might be someone you'll send bits to as you're going along or before you've really done your editing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sort of a critique... Maybe a critique partner. It depends. It's not. It's not really an official term out there, but <laughs> I've seen a few people using it. Okay. Like I guess when I was doing the OEM program, I I sent all my drafters my fresh off the uh, fresh off my computer to my dad. Yeah. And he yeah he would read them. I get feedback off of him, which was great. You know, especially since mm -hmm. it was his fic, and he's a history buff to the extreme. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was perfect. What do you? <laughs> What 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 genre is your uh, your your book? Fantasy, though, it's sort of got a little bit. Of, it's got touches of history in it, and it may be set in a part of our world with a very very different history to ours. Okay, okay. So, like, tell me more. Tell me about your story. Now you have me intrigued. Okay. <laughs> it's. It's also a bit of a mixed-up fairy tale. I'm sort of trying to turn the cliches upside down and might be sticking just as many in. <laughs> yeah. It's about a girl. She finds out that she could actually be one of the long-lost daughters of a lord, and she decides to use that position to stop... There's these enemies who have been sort of raiding their land, and she wants to try and get help to stop that. But... It seems that these people, mostly in the forest, a lot of them are outlaws. They don't actually want her help. Mm. And, every and everything is just getting worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And her, and her old family want her back. And she may have just made the biggest mistake in her whole life. Oh, excellent. It's, it sounds like a lovely premise. Good. <laughs> yeah. Until, well, I think I may have solved it, but I had this enormous plot hole trying to figure things out, but I think I may have solved it. The plot but holes this isn't... are so irritating. Mm. When I was first writing it, I sort of 
I thought I knew where it was going, but then when I got there, I realized this isn't actually a good enough ending point. It had to come up with something else. And I kept, I come up with what I thought was a brilliant idea. A few days later, I thought, now why was that idea so brilliant? It didn't actually fix my problems. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Ideas as a majority tend to like, you, you have a bunch of ideas, but like most of them aren't good. Most of them are not very not good. At least my ideas. Maybe maybe yeah. maybe you have better ideas. Most of my ideas are just plain uh, stupid. I think so. <laughs> my ideas are like this sounds great, and then like oh carp, why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's the universe for me. Okay. So I mean, and I have. Yeah. Go ahead. I was saying I haven't got anyone reading it yet because I've written it all out in a notebook, and it means nobody else. One, I can only give it to people in my family to read. Two. They can't read my handwriting as well as I can. <laughs> I have awful handwriting too. Don't feel bad. I have, I have the worst handwriting. Mm. It is so awful. But yeah, it's so cathartic to write in a notebook. It just feels good. Yeah. My handwriting seems to have gotten worse over the course of writing it. I know. Yeah, that's happened to me. Like when I was younger, I, like I had really nice handwriting. But then I wrote a novel. I think I wrote most of my first novel in a notebook. I did, like, I used a pocket notebook that I could, like, stick in the pocket of my cargo shorts. So, like, we'd go places, and I'd just write in it randomly. Yeah. So, it was in lots of notes there. Yeah, no, I feel you with the handwriting, though. Yeah, that's a, no. that's, that's a thing. Okay, mm -hmm. so you're writing your, your novel. You're doing the beta reading as well um, for several different people. Do you, do you find that one helps the other? Sometimes, sometimes it gives me cool ideas. Sometimes it makes me wonder why my characters aren't as amazing as theirs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure if they were to read your your work, then like they'd say yeah. they think the exact same thing. Maybe. Why aren't their characters as good as yours? You know, it's 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 a funny thing. It's self criticism is really harsh compared yeah. to the criticism you get from other people. Mm. At least in my experience. There have been some jerks yeah. who have been like, your work sucks and you suck and you're a bad human being. But they're few and far between. Mm, I haven't met any of them yet. <laughs> but then I haven't, sh I've hardly shared any of my writing other than on blog posts. Yeah. Which isn't usually fiction writing. Yeah, no. It'd be fun to do a fictional blog. Like, these are my experiences, but they're all fake. <laughs> the life I should be having, but I'm not. Enjoy. Yeah. I've noticed with beta reading, there seems to be two main ways people do it. I've seen some people will send you the book and then they'll have a form that some basic questions like, what things did you like best? And was there any things you found confusing? And what did you think of the characters? And was the pacing all right? And general things like that. And other people will send you the thing and ask you to put comments in the work, it, like in the text and... Mm that usually more detailed i prefer being able to add comments yeah using the word comment thing or just adding it directly into the text put brackets around it so they can do a search to find it oh yeah yeah that'd work that's a good idea actually i've done something like that before with like i just i use colored text but yeah actually the brackets would be way easier to use the search function for it's a good idea i did colored or highlighted text first thing first beta reading i did Hmm. Okay. So is it much different from critiquing? Do they give you the whole book or just chapters? Or um, 
Some people are giving me the whole book. Um, Kendra and Hope, their books have both been in multiple parts, so they'll send them out one part at a time. Okay. Which can be quite good because one of Kendra's books, I think it was part, part four out of five, ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. Hmm. And I had to wait for her to send the next part. Oh, that's that. No, that's, <laughs> that's not good. Listen, I, the, the thing about it is cliffhangers are so fun to write, but they're not fun to read and people should stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was halfway through the book. It was, it was good. I just couldn't, I couldn't figure out how they were going to get out of this mess. Mm -hmm. Turned out to not be quite as bad as I thought, but. Well, there you go. That that's that's a good thing. Do you watch? Uh, I'm going to bring up other cliffhanger. Do you watch Sherlock? Nope. Oh, that's the. I don't watch things. You don't. No, I do watch some things. You don't. You don't watch things. Much. What do What do you watch? Well, family, we watch. We watch a lot of homeschool indie Christian movies, and also a lot of documentaries. <laughs> the homes the the indie Christian film genre. Oh, that's 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 a classy. So did did you like, did you see well, what's what's the new one that was out, I that I missed. It was Woodlawn. Did you see Woodlawn? No. Okay. What about I've... what about War Room? Did you see War Room? Yeah, we actually wanted the movies to see War Room. Well, what do you think of it? I liked. Uh, I sort of. I know you've seen you know, criticism, and I think it was part of what they were trying to do. And I like. I liked it, but I agree. It's. It's. I don't think I liked it as much as Courageous. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I, I saw a lot of parallels between it and Courageous. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I tended to like Courageous a little bit more. Actually, actually, probably more than a little bit. But <laughs> the actress that they had playing the the older lady, she was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly she wasn't. She's oh, she's a teen. She's not actually that old. No, she's not. She was wearing a wig. I look. Like a picture of her up, and like she is very not old. <laughs> and I was surprised. She she did yeah. an excellent acting job. I never would have guessed. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christian we were, Christian Indies. We, a couple of weeks back we were watching lots of the special features. I love their the the movie movie in sixty seconds. Oh yeah? Bits they do. I haven't seen those. It'll be I'll usually film separate bits, but it'll just be a bunch of clips, a lot of dialogue, and it'll tell, it'll kind of go over the same, some of the main points of the movie. Not necessarily focusing on the most important, or on the message, but... Just for comedy purposes? Yeah. Well, that's fun. So when I was talking about of waiting, having to wait for the next part with beta reading, I'm beta reading there was the sequel to that book, and Kendra is still editing. I've read part one and part two, and she's still editing part three, so I won't get that for at least a week, but probably a week. Oh dang! Yeah. Well, that's no. It's good for me. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it causes stress, horrible stress, and anxiety. Well, it's no fun. The other thing that Kendra has done with her books, no, with this book, is she's put a Google Hangout thread where all the 
beta readers who want to can talk about the book oh, yeah? while they read it. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's a really cool idea. So is it like, when you say Google Hangout, I, I picture like the Google like live chat. Is it like a video conference? Yeah, live um, No, we just text chat. Okay. We could do, we could, I could click the video button, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, I love the video button. The video button's my friend. It's lots of fun. Okay, that's a really cool idea. So if I was going to set up, like, a beta reading for my book, based on, like, the different setups you, you've you seen and you've looked at, like, what would the best way to do it be, in your opinion? Well, yeah. Well, first, you need to know what kind of feedback you actually want. Okay. Then you can put... So you put up... Well, I don't know how many people would see it on your blog, though. Well, you'd I'd, you'd mention it in the podcast that you're looking for better readers. Yeah, because no one reads my and have blog. A, and have... <laughs> well, I don't put this because I don't post anything on my blog. Yes. I feel guilty about that deep down in my but then soul somewhere. You'd use, people tend to use, say, a Google form. I don't know how to do Google forms, but it's probably not very difficult. Okay. And you'd ask email address often people will ask what kind of you'll ask the person ask for what kind of feedback they think they can do because mm -hmm. some people will like to give you feed feedback no very f on small details this sentence doesn't sound right and some people will like to give you large major plot things and some people will try and focus on the consistency of the characters i got gotcha. so ask them i'm better at details mm. This is good. Kendra wants us to correct all of her spelling mistakes for her. Oh, come on. Well, not... She corrects as many as she can, but if we see a spelling mistake, mm -hmm. we tell her. <laughs> and she appreciates it. Though we probably all end up telling her the same spelling mistakes, but I'm to mention it in case everyone else thinks that everyone else is going to take care of it. <laughs> That's valid, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's more of the line editing or the copy editing yeah. work. And then there's But I do bigger things or continuity problems is one thing mm. they can look out for. Yeah, continuity, that's important. Okay. So it's just it's just having a bunch of people to, to read through the story and yeah. and give you good sound editing advice, it seems like. Yeah, and I've heard you should have... No, it's good to have some writers, but also some non-writers, people who like to read. Oh, definitely. And oh, also, make sure you tell people what kind of book that they're expecting to read, because <laughs> if they weren't expecting a dystopian comedy, <laughs> you might not get the feedback you want. It's like, what what, what am I reading? <laughs> it's, it's, it, different, different books have different audiences. Like, I mean... Yeah. Like... I couldn't send like a horror fiction to you, probably. You you probably wouldn't enjoy yeah. reading that. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm probably not the best person to read a fantasy. I don't read a whole lot of fantasy, so I can't tell you if something's cliche or overused because I just simply don't know. I'm not in that genre yeah. a whole lot. So yeah, those are really good points. You also are part of a couple street teams, is that right? Yeah, though I don't. They're not. I don't actually do a huge amount. I'm part of J J All Night Street team. Oh yeah. And also which or being people on the street team, they're people who say help you with promotion 
if say you've got sales on or you're releasing a book, you'll talk to those people first. Mm. So send it emails. We might get extra snippets or I think she shared the first chapter. Street team people got it a day early. Gotcha. And we got the heads up on being able to join in her blog tour a day early. Hey, fun. A day or two early. Oh, that's really And then we just, well, Kendra's street team is new and she hasn't actually released any books or had any sales or anything since then. So all I've done is just mention her books to people occasionally. People might be talking about something, you know, Right, I might have a question on Facebook, you know, what's your favorite mythological creature or, you know, or f- fantasy creature or fantasy world? And I'll mention something from her world and people go, what's that? And then I tell them. Hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that's that's some really fun. So it's just helping her out with her marketing, more or less. And then she yeah. gives you cool stuff. Yeah. That's nice. I, I can see where that'd be a lot of fun. Now, what is a... I'm going to sound really stupid for asking this question. What is a blog tour? Uh, when someone releases a book, they'll have, they'll often, they'll have lots of people put up um, posts. There might be a book review, an interview of them, just a little bit of information about the blog, I mean, about the book that's being released, and they'll have certain days. It's instead of because people you know used to do in fact some people still do them you go all over the country book tour having book signings at libraries or whatever it is they do mm. while they just go and visit someone's blog they might have a guest post they might you know they might get someone to interview one of their characters there's all kinds of things okay and they so they just reach out to different blogs and you're like hey and people will all so, so so if you're reading one of the so you might there might be a blog that someone's reading and they'll see this book's blog tour and they can read this person's review. See so someone who read my blog, they could read my review of Jay's new book, and then they could see or they could see a link to her post which tells where all the other posts were. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's just they the the, uh, the idea is more of a domino effect then. Yeah. You start posting on blogs and you hope that people come and like want you to be on their blog. Mm, it's you, usually you set it up beforehand. Okay. Which means you do which means you need to have enough people who were who know about you already that you can get them posting on your blog. I mean it doesn't wow. have to be a huge number. You could go on five, ten Jay had a huge number. It, it must have been a crazy thing to manage jay must have like a huge following and this is why i say that i I looked at her episode um i looked at the stats on it the other day and her episode has done better than any episode i put up on this show since the beginning of the year wow yeah in five months of episodes her episode is the one that blew up and i've had much bigger authors on the show gordon corman like was the week before and he's sitting at like 200 views less than uh than she hmm. is so i don't know what she did in terms of the marketing or if her following is just that good at this point but whatever she just she... mentioned it on a blog and <laughs> whatever she's doing is working 
that or everyone just got done with their finals from college at the same time and was like, hey, we want to watch very serious writing show. Maybe. I don't know. Never had that happen before. <laughs> so, anyway. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so the blog touring, you, you set it up a, ahead of time just asking people, hey, may I come? Yeah. And... Or she has a sign-up form for that as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can dig it. I can I can dig it. So the beta reading, the street teams, and the blog tours. What's another thing that you know of that, that is kind of in that same vein? Ooh. There may not be anything. We may have covered it all. I'm just trying to think. There's something in the back of my head that said that there's something else. Um, I think I said something about author support group. Just being linked with other authors who will... They're the people who probably will beta read or join a blog tour, but they're the people who will... You'll give them up... No. They're, they're just the people who hang around and if they have update dates and they might ask how you're going and are excited to know that you've got the next book coming or... Well, that's pretty cool, yeah. Or that you've solved your plot hole. Yeah. So, like, the OEN forum would be a pretty good example of that. Are you yeah. Are you OEN? Do you do any... No, I'm... I hang around Kingdom Pen. Yeah, the Kingdom Pen. I suppose that, that, that forum may be considered a support group. I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't been on that forum in forever. Anyway. Yeah. So, I wouldn't know. But, yeah, how would you... I'm just not sure how to go about starting a support group like that if you're not already uh, in a group like OEN or Kingdom Pen. I don't know. <laughs> I know there's places, I guess I guess you just have to jump into one. Like, I'm a part of yeah. the Go Teen Riders group. I don't post much, but I, I see all their that Facebook group's posts. Yeah. So they're pretty chill I've, people. I'm part of some other Facebook writing group which posts, but I... People post in it too often, and I don't post in it, and I'm kind of always thinking, I don't know that I need to be in this group as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to manage lots of, like, online social groups. Yeah. Especially if you haven't, you know, if you don't already have relationships with people in them. It's, it requires yeah. more free time than I have <laughs> anymore. Yeah. But, hey, you know, summer's here, so I should be pulling more of my own weight, you would think. Surely. Yeah. So so this book you're writing on right now, is this your first book? Yeah, though I've also started on a second one. Oh, nice. Which is unrelated. It's got more of a historical feel to it. Though it's, it's also got a bit of a little bit of steampunk influence. Oh, okay. Or mechanical things, gears. And it's set in, the, in a fictional... It's a, it, The setting is inspired by Italy. Okay. And the sort of maritime states of, you know, Venice and... Oh, I don't know what else. I can't... I've gone blank on all the other places. Well, you know, I... Since talking to you, it's occurred to me that, like, an Australian steampunk would be so whack. That'd be hmm. that'd be way interesting. Like, it's never occurred to me well, to do we, that. We, well, we were settled. Well, settling happened in the Victorian era, so... 
So that, it could almost just be historical, I suppose, then. But like... Yeah, I... My current book, I considered trying to make it Australian historical fiction, but it just wouldn't work as well mm. as some made-up world. Well, I tell you what, there's still plenty of room for steampunk stories. You know, I thought it was going to explode. It really hasn't yet. There's more steampunk stories. And I went and I saw the movie April in the Extraordinary World. Did you hear about that? Did you hear about this movie? No. Okay, animated steampunk film. Um, I think the studio that worked on Song of the Sea and uh, Secret of Kells, I think they were helped produce it. And this, I was, I believed going in that this would be like the definitive uh, young people's uh, steampunk movie, even though it was artsy. But then, like, suddenly there were talking lizards in mech suits, and <laughs> it just stopped. <laughs> Everything about it possibly becoming the definitive story, yeah. it just stopped with the talking lizards in the mech suits. And they had laser guns, Anna. <laughs> they, had, they had laser guns with their mech suits. I guess. Like, That's what's happening <laughs> and the story yeah. had taken itself so seriously up until that point yeah. the technology i'm taking is sort of the stuff that da vinci almost invented or invented but never but no one else ever actually knew about it at the time mm, okay so yeah da vinci's notebook stuff that's it's a really cool set of stuff yeah. and there's there's lots of lots of that in there I gotta wonder, do you have any problems with, like, the description of the steampunk? Because it's such a visual. Well... The thing I don't... I don't like a lot of the steampunk fashion. I don't... I kind of don't like the punk part of it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the steam... Seems cool, just you don't... You just don't like the punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a very homeschool statement, but I love it. <laughs> okay, so you, so you're you you have the steam, you just don't have the punk in your story. Well, I'm not even sure that I, I think I'm. I think there may be some steam, but it may just be springs and gears and. Okay, so we have to come up with a new name for this genre. If it's not steam and if yeah. it's not punk, like. Is it the it's, classy uh, spring and gear genre? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I've tried, I've called it, I've referred to this book as historical fantasy, no, alternate, alternate history slash um, political fantasy because there's some politics and stuff going on as well. I like the ring of political fantasy. I've never heard that i, I have I'm, okay i'm the person who reads all the kinds of lists of the different types the different genres mm. of fantasy okay political fantasy that's cool i can dig that i can dig that you know but uh like alternate history work is so underappreciated everywhere it's like that's another genre that really doesn't have its definitive story <laughs> i think the only story that comes close to being definitive in that is one of uh one of quentin tarantino's films i think goes the alternate hi history route but like otherwise yeah that's that's pretty fun mm. and historical fantasy too it's it's underappreciated yeah though well 
With historical fantasy, I've seen two different ways people um, people do it. It's either the kind that is history with fantasy, you know, magic, maybe dragons added in. There's the other kind that is sort of like historical fiction, except it's the history of an imaginary place. Mm. It has a historical feel, but no actual grounding in our world. Yeah. You know, I, I read something like that. Have you read the uh, kind of a cheesy title, but it's the Warrior of the Sun series? Nope. Okay. It, really obscure author. I ran into his books at a homeschool convention. It's uh. a guy by the name of Samuel Schiller, who I asked to be on the show, but he doesn't respond to his emails. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and what his book does um, is he has – it's a fantasy world but all the cultures are grounded um, historic cultures. Like, he has a Roman culture, yeah. and I think by, like, the fifth book, he brings in a Zulu culture. He has Middle Eastern cultures. He has all these yeah. different things, but he takes them and he smushes them together, and he causes cool. there to be, like, if you ever want to see what, like, the Roman Empire versus, like, people with the who worship Moloch is mm. like, <laughs> you know? I mean, he, he has those concepts in there along with some allegorical and strong fantasy elements yeah and that mix just worked really well for me i thought i like i like it when people mix around different cultures in their fantasy it's so much fun cultures with or different settings culture there's so much fun to be had in it and mm. whenever they do that and this guy's done it successfully it is so much fun i need to pick up his newest book i think there's one that i haven't yeah. read yet i have too much to read anna yeah <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I have I have too much. I've got well I'm I'm about to start working maybe on a documentary, so I have a book based on this guy I'm doing a documentary off of. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Um then I have Unless It Moves the Human Heart by Peter uh but not Peter, Roger Rosenblatt, which I need to get into. I just have too much to read. Yeah. But I finally made it out of the Ender's Game series and like I had to just finally put it down. It went too far. Hmm. Where are you reading in? Um, I actually write in the middle of anything other than reading book I'm beta reading, but there's sort of a lot of things. Somebody did a big fantasy giveaway, which I ended up winning a bunch of books with, and <laughs> nice. some, of, some of them, I don't know if I... Some of them I don't know if I'll ever actually get around to reading. <laughs> Just not quite, not all of them quite my book. I only like some kinds of fantasy. Mm. Yeah. That's thinking with the different cultures. Um, Ilion Chronicles, that has something, it has some medieval feels, but also has some Rome, things that remind me of the Roman Empire. There's gladiators and... Yeah, and that's, that's Knight's book. And an emperor. Hmm. Very cool. Who... Well, I'm not thinking the Roman emperors thought they were gods. He thinks that he the gods um, chose him to be the emperor, which means if anybody doesn't believe in the gods, then they don't think he should be emperor, right? Yeah. Well, that's the way he sees it. But Well, that's logical. That works. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for for all the listener people out there, if they want to start beta reading, who should they go to? Where, where are some good places? Oh, I can't really tell you places to go, but just you just have to follow the blogs of authors. And actually, 
There's a slight chance that if you go onto um, Kendra Eardnek's website, her blog, which is called Knitted by God's Plan, blogspot.com.au, um, if you go onto there and you go through all of the posts marked the Rizkaland's Legends, there's one that has a sign-up form for beta reading, and I think she said she had one spot left. Hmm. Maybe. Hey, that'd be really cool. But she's hidden it on her blog, and we all had to go look for <laughs> it. Except I'm, actu I'm actually reading this book, beta reading. I'm reading it aloud to my younger brothers. Oh, hey, that's cool. Which helps me pick up awkward sentences and things like that. Okay. I'll notice them more if I'm reading aloud. Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely that's <laughs> definitely the case. I'm the same way. Yeah, reading aloud is it's really good. So okay, just go go to whoever the author is who you enjoy and just look for the beta reading spots. I guess then. If yeah, if they're an author who's been published for quite a while, no. For example, if. If it's a series and they've got plenty of, they've got good beta readers, they don't, you don't go looking out to, for new beta readers for every book. Mm, yeah, you have your so, established people. That makes sense. So for new authors and, and people starting out, those are the people you want to jump in with. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I probably won't do any beta reading myself, mostly because I have buddies who just like share yeah. their books, which is a form of beta reading, yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a lot of fun and reading reading fresh documents that haven't been mm. fully uh, fully fleshed out yet. It's just it's just fun stuff. It is very fun stuff. Or, or just reading it before anyone else has got to. Yeah, absolutely. There's a prestige factor there. It makes it feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. Yeah. Well, Anna, we are out of time, so where yep. can people find you on the interwebs? I have a blog, which is annasbreed.blogspots.com.au, and there's links to everything else on there. Okay, very cool. Like, what else do you have on there? Do you have a tweeter or a Facebook? Nah, Facebook, Goodreads, <laughs> Goodreads. Google+. Plus. Hmm. It'll never happen. Google Plus will never be a thing. It's not. It's just not going to happen. It's, I used this as a thing before I used Facebook. It's just, I just don't think it'll catch on. I'm really hoping that it won't, because if it does catch on, I'm going to be left in the dust like I was with Twitter. <laughs> not that I need another social media. Nah. But anyway. And I thanks so much for being on the show and working with your schedule to make this happen. This is very cool. Yep. I'm glad to talk to you. It was fun. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. And I will talk to you again very soon. Okay. You have an excellent day. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Well, I certainly hope that that was the most fabulous part of your day. I hope this because it is Monday. And sometimes Mondays are not fabulous days. But sometimes Mondays are fabulous days. And those are the days that truly give me hope for the tomorrows. For all the Tuesdays of the world. Tuesdays are the day in which everything happens. Wednesdays are the things when you regret everything that happened on Tuesday. Thursdays are just kind of pointless. 
And Fridays are the days that everyone's like, oh good, we get to do the weekend thing. But no one thinks that the weekend things are better. Like, people's favorite days of the week tend to be Fridays, but Fridays are because you're anticipating the weekend, right? It's not like, like, it's not because Saturdays and Sundays are so great. Otherwise, Saturdays and Sundays would be our favorite days. No, it's Friday. It's the anticipation of the great thing, except the thing is never as great as we think it's going to be, so we just make Friday our favorite day. I'm a little bit angsty about this, and I do not know why. I hope you all have a fabulous Monday. Thank you for listening to the Very Serious Writing Show. Rate us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Share the SoundCloud link because SoundCloud is really kind of a jerk with this mobile app and I need to fix that. Except I can't do anything about it because we're already like locked in and I already paid for it. So, yeah. Angst. It's an angsty day. It's an angsty Monday for me. I also need to fix my website because my website's being weird. Anyway, you all have a lovely day. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and you know where. Never mind. I'm just going to go now. Farewell, everybody.